R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Re-e-a, audio. Re-e-a, audio. Re-e-a, audio. Re-e-a, audio. Re-e-a, audio. Re-e-a, audio. Re-employability. Re-employability. Season two. Season two. Season two. Do you believe in coincidence? Not like I was just telling my wife how much I loved pickles, and then later that afternoon my Culver's Butter Burger had extras on it. I'm talking about crazy coincidences that are hard to explain. Sometimes the things that seem to happen by chance can be the same things that change lives. And those life-changing coincidences trickle down to many, many other people. Call it fate or destiny or providence, it happens a lot. Now this week, we'll finish our conversation with Sean Dean, General Counsel and Senior Vice President of Risk Management and Compliance at Amitros. He's also the host of the It's Settled podcast. Sean shares some stories about himself and others he's met that may lean you a little bit closer to believing that things happen for a reason. Sean Dean, welcome back to REA Audio. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, Sean is the host of It's Settled. It's a podcast that he hosts telling stories of uh, injured workers. Um, he's also the general counsel and senior vice president of risk management and compliance at Amitros. And last time you were on, Sean, we were finishing up kind of talking about the kind of trend towards taking a more human approach to the workers' compensation world and kind of why people look at workers' compensation in a negative light. And I know from the years and years of experience that you have that you've got some really, really good success stories. And I think we both agreed that telling those stories is a great start to getting people to understand the reality and the humanist, the, the humanistic uh, approach to to workers' compensation. So uh, thanks for coming on again, and, and I'd love to have you launch into one or two of those stories for us. Yeah, absolutely, Todd. Thanks, thanks for having having me back. Um, I'm I'm glad that you you used a specific term. You said success stories. I, I think that's really important. I, I was speaking with um, your CEO Deb Livingston on the It Settle podcast about this, and Deb brought up uh, the issue of the fact that claims folks are really good at the war stories, you know, like the really bad ones and the ones that were really difficult and that annoyed them. And um, we tend to glamorize um, those and it takes away from all the positive work that folks in the workers' compensation industry uh, can do. So, so I appreciate you asking me about success stories Um I, I mean, there's one that comes to mind, and it, as I told you last episode, how I um, sort of fell into the workers' compensation world by accident. Um, you know, all, all the best stuff to me happens just by total accident. It's it's not it's not really that intentional. But I um, I was asked to speak at a um, at a conference in D.C. probably six six or seven months ago, and. Um, I actually thought it was, I, I, I didn't realize I was slated to speak there. I thought the gig, the, the gig was going to be in California, kind of where I wanted to go. I wanted to go home, but uh, it was like a week before. Oh, like we'll see you in DC. Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't have a plane ticket or anything. So um, I, I go to this, uh, to this conference and kind of not wanting to be there. Um, and, and I, I'm, I'm sitting down and they invite this, this, um, gentleman up uh, his name's Jason Schechterly and um, you, you can't miss him I mean he's he's well over six foot tall 
um, and he sustained um, some pretty dramatic burns. Um, and and I got to hear Jason's story, and uh, I'm like I'm sitting there in tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was one of the most moving accounts of being injured and 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 finding the good that can happen. And and I'll just briefly share Jason's story. So yeah, he please. was a uh, a Phoenix police officer on duty, um, and it he he started working as a <clears throat> a police officer because of a story he saw in the news of an officer who was shot and killed in the line of duty. Uh, and he was so moved by the story that, that he signed up uh, after he got out of the military. And uh, it was on the anniversary of this officer's death. He was at the memorial site that they had built for him. And he got a call at the memorial site on the day this of the uh, officer's death. And it was a call for domestic uh, dispute issue. And it wasn't on his beat. He didn't need to respond to it, but he got called twice and he figured, okay, I'm going to go. So he's lights and sirens on his way to this domestic dispute call. And um, he's going through a red light, which you're permitted to do with you know full lights and sirens. Mm-hmm. And he's headed through a red light when he's struck from behind by a car. And he's moving out pretty well. Wow. Um, turns out he was, he was hit by a taxi driver the driver had a history of epileptic seizures shouldn't have been operating a car and i don't quote me and i believe he was going like 120 miles an hour when he hit jason um in this is just sort of anecdotal to it but there's some 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 irony that you can get out of it in the back seat was an individual who just got released from their prison term right called called the taxi up I mean, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I think you're making this up. Sure. I mean, this, yeah. this poor guy's like, what is yeah. happening? Oh in any event, Jason's car burst into flames. Oh. Um, it just so happened that a, um, Phoenix fire truck was right at the corner when it happened. Wow. And they pulled him out and the, the story goes that, I mean, he was, he was burnt beyond recognition they didn't think he was going to make it he was in the hospital for many many months they weren't sure um he had tons of surgeries they weren't sure if he was gonna come out of it um and it was really touch and go but um jason went on to getting back on the force is Mm. is a homicide detective um uh I believe he threw out the first pitch at the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know mm. he carried the Olympic torch at one point. I mean, he's he's gone on to do these really remarkable things, and and he um, goes around the country speaking to people, and and so I had to invite him on the podcast when I wow. had this happens chance um, occurrence to see him speak, and um, I mean, he, he, one his the story of his injury is just unbelievable. Um, but I made a comment that he corrected me on, and it was really, it was really powerful for me. I, I, I told him something to the effect of, well, I can't, if I have a bad day or something's going on in my life, like it, it doesn't compare to anything you've gone through. Like I can't even talk about that. And he said, stop. Mm-hmm. He said, no way. Um, he said, your problems, everyone's problems are, are equally important to them, and they have value and merit and, and meaning. Um, and he said, don't ever compare your problems to someone else's. He said, I can find people who've gone 
through greater things than myself. But I, I don't know. I really took that. Um, I, I took that to heart. That was really powerful. And and I I had asked him. I felt kind of bad asking him, but I but I had to ask him. I said, if if you knew what you knew now, would you have taken that call to that domestic? And he said, absolutely. Great question. A hundred times out of a hundred. And I said, well, why? Um, and he said, because I probably saved someone's life by getting, he was, that cab driver was going to hit someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather them hit me than, than you know, a, a mom taking their kids to yeah. a soccer game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Blew, blew me away. Yeah. yeah. T- yeah. Totally amazing. Yeah. Do, so you had, you, you had a pretty good conversation with him. When we talk to injured workers on the show and, and when I've talked to injured workers visiting not-for-profits that we work with while we're out, you know, doing sales calls, we run into those. Um, it's, it's important for me to see that, that aspect of it. I find that almost to a person, it's, it's more about their mental outlook on things than it, than, it, than anything physical, right? Anybody can do a ton of rehab, anybody, but it's, it's the person's, either their initial mindset at the start of their recovery, or they've run into somebody that has inspired them to have a positive mindset. Have you seen the same when in talking to people? Yeah. Um, most everyone I've talked to has has had a the common thread is that they've seemed to have had a good support system mm-hmm. either in a spouse or a significant other or family or, or friends or that inspirational uh, person but um, it just gets back to people and the power of relationships and mm-hmm. um, that that's been the common thread uh, certainly that I've seen they, they've had someone there in Jason's case he had his get his wife and his children mm-hmm. um in other instances i've seen it's it's usually a um a, a, a spouse um i can think of a really moving um story uh with lauren and colleen murphy who who are on um or with amitros and who've been on the podcast um uh, the daughter was was run over by a car while she was on a work trip uh, in california and and not expected to live and um there's a there's a great book i think it's called murphy's don't quit that that she wrote about the account of being a a parent um going through um this instance where a child had a traumatic brain injury from from um, being being struck by the car um it's tough and i always i you know we all kind of relate back to ourselves and i'm always thinking like i don't think i could do it like i don't know that i could do it yeah um i mean certainly with with my kids i could i could do it but gosh some of the 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 accidents like with jason um and and i asked him too i'm like you're the most positive person i've ever met he's like oh don't don't let that kid you like i went through dark dark days where i was you know yelling at nurses and doctors and coming in but um uh, it was a it was a gradual process, and and you're right. Usually, most people th- there's some moment where they go, they can choose two paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other common thread is they injured individuals who tell their story are always wanting to help other people who've potentially gone through that, and they have the best 
most most sage advice. Yeah, yeah. Get out of yourself, right? Go help somebody else. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, my dad yeah. used to tell me that when uh, when I'd start feeling sorry for myself, he'd say, "You know what? Go help somebody else," and you get right out of your head. And it's you don't the feel best. So bad it's anymore. the best thing in the world, and and it's this. I mean, I always call it selfish, just because it's like you get so much more out, like helping someone. You get so much out of it too, yeah. and you're also helping someone else. Yeah. And it's it sounds. <clears throat> like I say it out loud and it sounds a little cheesy, but it, it is it is the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's almost the key. I I, I, um, I I always go back to the mental aspect of things because it, I, for me, it's just so intriguing how we as a society, we put so much emphasis on the physical, right? Take action, go out and do it, go work out, get up early, do, you know, all, all those things that are very positive. Don't get me wrong, but we do not focus enough on you know, now it's starting to be talked about and it's more about mental health and but i've heard the term mindfulness so much more often just in the past i even hear it on the news now like on good morning america they say mindfulness and and there's an app called mindfulness and it's and it's about meditation and about getting getting your head right um and 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 it's not a it, I, I know they're trying to kind of get rid of the stigma stigmatism of of mental illness and and i completely appreciate that but i do like the fact that we're starting to talk so much more about the power of positivity the power of the mind the power you know it's one of the reasons why we started this we kind of pivoted this podcast we're we're joking a little bit about us having 60 episodes under our belt but when we started, it was very typical of a workers' compensation podcast, right? We got an adjuster on and how are you handling the yeah. coming back from COVID? And and quite honestly, man, I got I got to the point where I'm like, I don't like doing this anymore. It's just I'm it's just like everybody else. And so that's why we made the pivot a few months ago to be much more focused on human beings and telling stories, having folks like you on who are taking that approach to things. And I, and I just continue to be intrigued by the mental capacity of people to overcome things and how much people's ability to use their mind over matter. That's such a true thing. And, and I hope we start talking about that more. In fact, as part of the, the process of bringing an injured worker back, you know, there's, it's not crazy to think that there should be some kind of a yeah. mental coach to help you put in, get you into a positive frame of mind um, that you can overcome whatever it is that you're struggling with. And I think that would be so, so important. It would be so important. Yeah, I, I think um, and now we're now we're spitballing ideas of how to save the, the work. Yeah, well, but, you know, well, I'm taking notes. So. But yeah, but I mean, like. Uh, uh, a support group of, of folks who've been through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't heard of that. I'm sure that they exist somewhere, but you know, someone who who um, goes through a serious work related injury, uh, I think, would greatly benefit from talking with other folks who've gone through the claims process, yes. settled their claim, gone on to you know uh, uh, health improvement, and to 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 go through those um, those discussions where you're talking about those dark times because there unfortunately still is a stigma and i mean i was now we're going to get philosophical but i, no, I was hoping if there was any silver lining with the pandemic mm-hmm. it was that we as is a human beings would be able to relate to each other better because we were sort of in this shared mess mm-hmm. we, we were worried about our jobs we were worried about the uncertainty around what was going to happen in the future we we were 
um, given all these new terms of art that we didn't know what they were. Yep. And there was like healthcare stuff that went along with it about like vaccines and everyone was just kind of confused and, and how do you get it? How do you prevent it? And, and it really got me thinking like, wow, this is what injured workers are going through. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and how do we capture this moment in time? I'm not saying I want there to be another pandemic to remind right. us, but I'm saying, what can we pull from a, a really awful shared event to treat each other better and, mm -hmm. and to, to empathize? Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, not even in the work comp context, but just as human beings in general, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad. Uh, I, I, th I think we've kind of gone back to some old, uh, some old pre pandemic ways, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but, um, I, I've, I have definitely seen people have a mind shift, uh, mindset change mm -hmm. post pandemic, which, which I think if there's anything that good happened from COVID-19 thing that we went through. Yeah, that's it. Well, and too, Sean, it takes, it takes people like you who are willing to talk about it, right? You know, um, for every negative person, there has to be one or two positive people. And, and we can't let those people that want to remain on the negative and take people in an adverse situation all the time, you know, always be adversarial. Um, we need those people that are going to be positive and move things forward. And people can either choose to follow or not, but it's all about what what you do, what I try to do in this podcast and, and bring people to a positive mindset and, and try to move those things forward. Right. You can't, you can't make other people do things, but we can show them what we think is working. And if they choose to follow, that's great. But you, you, you do, are right about the mindset. Um, yeah. I guess just to put a bow on that. Yeah. I'm always blown away at like, Oh my gosh, like the, the you know, 80% of burn victims or traumatic brain injury or, you know, 10, 10 lumbar surgeries or whatever it is, you know, all these physical things that you can't even fathom them recovering from, but it's, anyone can do the PT and, and, and take, take drugs, uh, uh, or get on a treatment regimen and, and get healthy and do what they have to do, but it's the mental game. It's mm -hmm. tough. And the folks who overcame that stuff really figured that part of it out. Mm -hmm. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah. And you know what, too? And again, I'll put the bow on my end, too. But I, it's funny that you keep saying things and I keep heading in that direction. You know, with the mental stuff, um, I think there's a misconception that people are either strong mentally or they're not. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like just because that just because you have an accident and you say, I'm going to walk again. You know, you see those movies where people are like, oh, I'm going to walk again. And then they walk again. Um, kind of what she said, like, like they go through struggles, but, but with the right coach, with the right, um, with the right support system, to your point, um, you don't have to necessarily start out as mentally tough to be mentally tough to get through that. So I guess I'm just saying in case anybody would be listening now that maybe going through something, whether it's a, you know, an injury or something like that. Don't think that just because at this moment, you don't feel like you have that mental toughness that you right. can't acquire it. That's a choice. And it's, and, and there's a lot of available help out there to get you into that mindset. Um, but, but it is, it's so very important. Um, Sean, uh, 
you are, uh, we have a couple minutes left. I wanted to ask you about some of your volunteer work because sure. not only are you doing really good things with Amitros and, and helping injured workers and really keeping on that positive keel and, and really helping people uh, move to the next stage of, of their uh, of management of their of their injuries and recovery, but but you're doing some things outside of that that I think are really really important to talk about. So would you share a little bit about what you're doing with uh, Kids Champs? Yeah, absolutely. I've um, by total by accident um, <laughs> uh, a, a Kids Chance current board member John Wagner, who's a dear friend of mine, uh, went to our former CEO, our current chairman of the board, Marcus Torbert, who's far smarter and more dynamic than me and wanted to get Marcus on the board. Mm-hmm. Marcus is on a ton of different boards and said, ah, I, I'm, I'm really slammed right now. I'm too busy, but um, I had just come on at Amitra's. How about you call this guy, Sean Dean? Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know what Kids Chance was. I had heard of the organization for a long time, but um, I hadn't had the opportunity to get involved and I immediately fell in love with it. And other than... Um, I mean, certainly more than the podcast, but other than the podcast, as far as the coolest stuff I get to do, mm-hmm. it's it's hands down Kids Chance. And uh, I guess for, for your listeners who don't know, Kids Chance um, is a nonprofit organization with chapters in each state. I believe we have chapters in all 50 states now um, that raises money for scholarships for kids of injured workers, folks who've been uh, fatally uh killed in a work-related accident or seriously injured. Um, And it takes the burden um, off these college-age kids who uh, are looking to get an education uh, whose whose parent may may, um, not be in a position um, to to, to pay for it. Um, And I've been on the board now, uh, well, gosh, for as long as I've been at Amitris, so for like three and a half years. Okay. Um, And such a cool organization we're, we're having a we're having a uh, our, our second annual charity golf tournament coming up if you're in massachusetts and you want to get involved you can you can shoot me a note on the 20th of september um but it's also given me an opportunity to um sort of fulfill that mission that i see that 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 in 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 helping people is is where it's at for me at the end of the day and and that's what i'm doing and all the better because it lines up right with square in, in the center of workers' compensation and getting to do something, um, something really cool yeah. uh, and fulfilling. I, I can't think of any cause that's better than helping a kid go to school who's had a parent who's been killed in a, in a work accident. And I hope through my efforts there that I've, you know, some other younger workers' compensation person has seen this and gone, "Oh, that's that's really great." And I've also, in being involved in this too, you talk to people who are like-minded, who are also looking to sort of flip the script and work comp and show the humanity behind it. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. So Sean, what I'll do is I'll put the link to Kids Chance of Massachusetts that's in great. the show notes if anybody's interested. I'll also put a link to Amitros if they want to learn more about what you guys do. And uh, the podcast, It's Settled, where where can I find that? Like if I wanted to listen, are you on all the platforms? So there, you can you can just um, search for It's Settled or you can go right to the website at Amitros dot com and um there, there will be a link in there you could just google search amitros it's settled and you'll go right to the website 
we'll put a link in the show notes too. Um, love to have people uh, listen to you guys because I think our mission in what we're doing, at least podcast wise, is very similar. And I think what we're doing in workers' compensation at the end of the day is is along the same lines as well. So I got to tell you, Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so happy that you had Deb on. It's settled and uh, we were able to get together because this has been a lot of fun. I, I hope maybe you come back another time. I've had a blast. I'd be happy to come back. Thanks so much, Todd. Awesome, Sean. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please let us know. Find us on Twitter at REA Audio Podcast. That's the best place for feedback and show suggestions. Also, follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listentorea.com. If you have a story to tell or know someone who does, please don't be shy. Email Todd at reemployability.com or tell us on Twitter at REA Audio Podcast. Also, if you have a few extra bucks and you want to help out some of the folks hit by the hurricane that recently hit Florida and the Carolinas, you can visit American Red Cross at redcross.org. Have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.